Welcome to All the F-Words in My Life, where we will discuss all the things in our life that start with the letter F, like family, friends, faith, fashion, food, etc. We will be silly and serious, but always lighthearted. Each week you'll hear from us, Lorraine and Kirsten of Misfit Culture. If you ever feel like you don't belong or really fit in, you'll always have a place with us here at Misfit Culture. Hey everyone, in this week's episode, F is for Floyd, George Floyd, but not just George Floyd, also Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, Philando Castile, Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, and so many more. Um, Right now we think it's very pertinent to discuss the topic of racism and even furthermore, dehumanization. We... Originally had another episode planned to be our first, but we think this issue is more important and it's near and dear to our hearts. We believe in justice. Uh, Kiki and I are Filipino women and although what we've experienced is nowhere near being the same as the oppression of the black community, we do understand that racism is still very present. And because we are still learning, this episode will probably be very raw, so please bear with us. Our heart is not to attack or point fingers, but rather share how we're thinking and being put into action in hopes that it will help others to take a look at their own lives and beliefs. Um, First, we want to establish that we believe that Black lives matter. and. We're not saying that all lives don't matter or that black lives are the only ones that matter. The problem is that all lives don't matter because in reality, not everyone sees black lives in that phrase. So until black lives matter, all lives don't matter. Yeah. And to be honest, in years past, we didn't completely understand the difference in those two phrases. Um, some ways that have helped us to understand that are, you know, when everyone was saying Boston strong because of the terrible tragedy that happened in the marathon, Mm -hmm. other cities didn't chime in and say, Oh, what about our city? You know, New York city didn't chime in and say, what about what happened to us in nine 11? Yeah. Um, when people say breast cancer awareness, you know, they don't say, oh, what about lung cancer or prostate cancer? Yes, we are trying to look for cancer, for cures to cancer, for all of them. Yes. Um, we're just showing support. Right. Or if you've seen the illustration of the house burning where it talks about all how all houses matter. And there's, but the thing is that there is a house that is on fire you don't say oh but what about all the other houses in the neighborhood that aren't fire don't we all matter right it's not that that house doesn't matter but the house that's on fire is in danger right now so it's urgent that we deal with the issue of the house that's on fire right right now and black lives are in danger right now and they've been that way for too long and just because we're emphasizing giving value to black lives, it doesn't take away from the value of other lives. It's like when you say a woman is beautiful. It doesn't mean that you're not beautiful 
or she's the only one that's beautiful mm-hmm. or with your children you right. can compliment one or give one more attention or help at times but that doesn't mean you don't value your other children right uh black lives are in danger because they weren't even seen as humans mm-hmm. when they came on those slave ships they were brought as slaves they were seen as less than humans they were also known to be referred to as animals like apes and if you think for a second i mean even the slaves that were treated kindly like if they happened to get lucky and find a family that actually treated them better than other slaves it was like you could correlate it to having a pet. When you think of that, you you have pets and you love them dearly and you take care of them, but there is still a huge difference between your pet yep. and your family, the human beings, mm-hmm. or you would think there should be. Um, not only were they not seen as human and less than, but they have been portrayed as dangerous, violent, out of control. They've been called names like super predators and it's it's been all over society in movies in tv everywhere and with that mindset continuing to be passed down for hundreds of years and oppression it's easy to see how people can still think this way inadvertently or not and there comes a point where something doesn't need to be explicitly explained like Dr. Anita Phillips has said it's an implicit memory. It's absorbed across generations. After hundreds of years of dehumanization being put into our culture, after a while you don't even have to say it. It just passes on even without memory, just mm-hmm. like other belief systems. Yep. Um, we want to point out that the issue is not trying to find out or trying to find people that are explicitly racist because, you know, there are people out there. Right. But it's about addressing the issue of dehumanization because it's in the subconscious. And that's why it's so problematic. It's so deeply ingrained. We don't even know it's there. Right. Um, I mean, in the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, even back with Colin Kaepernick, I know I had to check myself because I was uncomfortable and I had to really search deep and reflect and figure out why I was uncomfortable. I wasn't uncomfortable because I didn't support that. I just wanted to make sure I didn't inadvertently or subconsciously have any racisms in my life. So, I mean, you think about there's organizations that fight for animal rights and they dedicate their whole lives doing so. And we're not devaluing that at all. But if so many people can rally together for that cause and we have a problem coming together to fight for our fellow humans, the black community, who should obviously be more valuable than animal rights, we have a serious problem. Yeah. Um, You know, the black community, which is including people who are our friends, Mm -hmm. our family, our loved ones, they're hurting right now. And 
when I think about my loved ones and what they're going through and what they've gone through for years, yeah. it just breaks my heart. And not just for ourselves, but we want to encourage others to not just stop at those emotions of feeling hurt or devastated or angered, but use it to establish that empathy mm-hmm. so that you can educate yourselves and then put it into action. Because there are tons of resources and ways to get them. They've been accessible for a very long time. Yeah. But without empathy, you won't be driven to educate yourself so that you can be a part of the change. Right. And we also think that um, we want to stand in the gap right now. We yes. want to stand proxy. Um, and even though we were not ones who directly committed racism or we weren't there back then when slavery was happening, mm-hmm. we want to apologize and even beg for forgiveness from the black community for all of the hurt, yes. all of the oppression, all of the crimes that have been done in the past. Because if you haven't heard it yet from someone, please hear it from us, yeah. how sorry we are, and that we acknowledge that there is a problem and that we hear you. And we also still want to keep hearing these stories. Yes. Yes, we need to hear these stories because, you know, how else are you going to have an open heart and not just an open mind and an open ear, but an open heart? Yeah. Um, people of color are grieving and some of their reactions are protesting. Yeah. Um, some of it's looting and rioting. And okay. Obviously, the looting and the rioting is wrong, Mm -hmm. but it is seriously a distraction to what the real issue is and what people are truly fighting for. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the looting and the rioting are not even by those who are actually fighting for justice. They're outside parties and it's just causing a distraction. It's causing disruption. And... You know, I've even heard that some of the business owners that have been vandalized, they've even been able to have compassion Mm -hmm. for those that have vandalized their property because they realize my window that's broken or things that have been stolen or even if money was stolen, I don't know. They realize those things are replaceable. These black lives that have been lost, they're not replaceable. Yeah. And so if they can have compassion, we have to be able to to take a step back and think, why can't I, if, if you're unable to see that? Um, I mean, how can you think that you should be able to tell the black community how to feel or react? Mm-hmm. Think about black people that have encountered police brutality and even the ones that, I mean, it's... There's videos out there, and you've seen many that have encountered police brutality, and the they can still react with respect mm-hmm. for the police officers. Yeah. Um, most of us have never experienced anything like that, and so we can't say we know what they've gone through and go through. How How is one supposed to react when their life is in danger and 
since the beginning of time, their life basically began defeated. Think about a time where you have felt hopeless, scared. Have you ever feared for your life or feared of losing a loved one's life? Mm -hmm. Are, Are you able to just be calm? Think about how black people feel when they keep seeing black people killed unjustly. It triggers so much of the past. So there is such trauma there and there's there's healing that needs to be Mm -hmm. done um you know we've been watching and reading and listening to people to help educate ourselves ourselves on this issue one thing said from the movie just mercy was that black people are viewed as guilty as soon as they're born that's it's crazy think about that any of you parents out there Um, Some were falsely accused and they lose so many of their lives in prison or they lose their life in prison or, you know, when they're being falsely accused or arrested just because they looked guilty. How can you just, I can't even fathom that. I can't fathom how that feels. I've, I've never looked at my children and really had a worry that they are not even given a chance to succeed at all. And we heard um, a couple case studies that were done. Um, One case study was done with police officers and they were asked to guess the age of a white boy and a black boy. And it was found that they overestimated the age of the black boy from Mm. four and a half to five years And so if you think of that, if you think of a black boy who's 15 and if he's overestimated, his age is overestimated Mm -hmm. by four and a half years, so almost 20, there's going to be an overestimation of the application of force because they think he's older. Right. Um, Also, in that same study, the officers were primed with a picture of an ape. And after they saw that picture... They overestimated the age of the black boy even more and underestimated the age of the white boy, white boy even more. Yeah. Um, and then they also did, they showed them a cat and there was no effect shown from seeing the picture of the cat. And that's also being in reference back to the whole mm-hmm. idea of blacks being seen as not human, as animals, as being associated with apes. Right. Um, And then just to show you another case study that doesn't involve police uh, officers, officers, this is a case study with preschoolers, preschool teachers, I'm sorry. And um, they were, I think it was like over 100 preschool teachers. They were shown a video and they were asked to watch out for bad behaviors in the video and the the kids in the video were a white boy a white girl and a white a black boy and a black girl yes and the thing is there was no bad behavior in the video at all right um and they what they used was um eye tracking eye tracking technology and for the most part when they were told to look out for bad behaviors, the eyes of these teachers mm-hmm. immediately and firstly went to the black boy. Yeah, that's just sad. It's sad because 
these teachers, after they found this out, they were devastated. Yes. Because they probably didn't think that they had these tendencies, these right. racist tendencies. Right. And I know that most of them agreed to release the information, but one one did not. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy to think that, you know, this is a preschool boy. Right. These are children these who are, are innocent. innocent children. But immediately there's a tendency, there's a bias to think that, oh, automatically you need to watch out for this black boy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's been said, if you're looking at something long enough, yeah. eventually you're going to find something. You're right. going to see something because you're waiting you're waiting to find something wrong. To see something wrong. Yeah. And another thing here is we just want to say for the record here that we are not against the police. Right. We're not here to bash the police. Okay? We're not saying don't arrest actual criminals. Do that. Criminals should res- be held responsible for what they do. Right. We we respect authority. We we totally agree with that. Mhm. What we're talking about here is police brutality and how that has stemmed from dehumanization, okay? And we're not trying to portray black people as victims, right? okay? And that, you know, they are always innocent or whatever, you know? It's, we're not making either, we're not making the generalization that all police are racist, okay? It's not even police being blatantly racist, Again, there is dehumanization of the black community that has been so ingrained. We referred to it before. Mm-hmm. It's an implicit memory. Yeah. If you even think about how the police force and patrols were originally formed um, in the South, they were formed to catch runaway slaves, to mm-hmm. preserve the slavery system. Yeah. So if that was the foundation of the system where police officers viewed black people as slaves and less than human um and that was passed on for some years though there's been reform and there's been change and black people are free now and and they're supposed to be seen as valued Mm -hmm. even to this day you can still see how it's been hard to separate from that right um, we're not saying police are bad. Yes, but please hear our heart, please. please. Yes, we're not saying that because we also know people who are policemen and police mm-hmm. women who are trying to do the right thing in right. a system where that's is making it very hard. Right. But something needs to change. And in order for something to change, you have to admit that there's a problem first. Right. Another way to think about this is if someone has a disease and the systems are not always evident, Mm -hmm. does that mean that the disease shouldn't be dealt with? Does it mean that you shouldn't proactively fight it and try to cure it? Or if you try one method, one cure, and it doesn't work, do you just say, oh, well, that didn't work and give up or you don't keep trying the same thing and expect improvement. No, you have to do something else. Something different needs to happen. So what we're saying is something is not right and something needs to change. Right. 
And with that, um, if you pray, we urge you to continue to pray that there is change and justice. It's going to take some work. It's going to take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's so many tangents you could go off on and so many other stories and other things that you that we could discuss that need change um it's it's insane just how much our justice system needs work no one's perfect i'm not saying we are either i'm just saying we have a lot of work to do yeah so if you pray if you're a believer yes please keep praying we we know that prayer works we've seen it so um we do believe that real change starts with the heart as well so we are encouraging everyone and we're speaking to ourselves. Yeah. Keep in mind we are not pointing fingers here. Yes. Um be active, do your part, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. We all have a different role. Um and we need to keep educating ourselves so that we know how to take those steps. I know it seems uncomfortable. I know it seems like oh I'm only one person. What can I really do or uh, you know, it just seems overwhelming, but don't, don't let that keep you from mm-hmm. fighting and, and taking action. Um, you know, have those conversations, even though it's uncomfortable, but we have to be open and honest when we're having those conversations. We have to hear people out, hear their stories, parents, raise your children and have those hard conversations with them. There are books that you can read with your children that are more appropriate for their ages. Um, be conscious and check yourself. Like we've yeah. said, we've, we've had to do a lot of self-reflecting and it doesn't, it's not only a one day thing. Yes. It's, it's continuous. Like mm-hmm. we said, nobody's perfect. Um, obviously you want to have balance. You don't just blindly follow everything you read or everything you see mm-hmm. on the news, on the internet, over social media. Yep. Um, do your research. You know, there's there's petitions out there that you can sign. Make sure you're also checking, you know, research of different organizations mm-hmm. and what their agendas are. Um, contact your local government. Support black businesses. Um, but do something, please just something, anything, anything, even if your first steps are just, man, all I feel like I can do is post on social media, please do so Mm -hmm. reach out, reach out to your family and friends. Um, everything counts. So, um, here's, there's resources everywhere. You can find them anywhere. Just, you can pick up your phone and look on the internet, but here's just a couple of things that have helped us. Um, some books to read are, um, how to be an anti-racist by Ibram X. Kendi, um, white fragility, why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism by Robin D'Angelo. Um, some movies you could watch are just mercy 13th, uh, if Beale street could talk when they see us. Um, and also we have listened to a lot of things from Dr. Anita Phillips, who we've referenced earlier, but she is mm-hmm. a licensed social worker and mental health professional and professor. So yeah, there's there's so much out there yeah. right now. There's there's no excuse of 
Yes. I can't find something. You right. just have to do a little digging um, as well as just seeing everything, but dig in and find out for yourself. Yes. Um, but thank you everyone so much for listening to this episode. Yes. We hope that you've heard our hearts and that this helps to create reflection and discussion in your life. Yes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with someone. You can also follow us on Instagram at misfit underscore culture and individually at low times two and at Kiki underscore Antonio. Thank you so much for listening and connecting with us. Thank you guys. Uh, if you ever feel like you don't belong or you don't really fit in, you'll always have a place with us here at Misfit Culture. Please join us next week for another episode of All the F Words in My Life.